Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast Series. I'm very pleased today to have with me uh, Richard Hill, who is the MD of two digital marketing agencies, SEO Traffic Lab and Ecom One. And uh, Richard and I have known each other for quite a while. We, have, we work together. I've worked with Richard as, my, as his coach over a number of years. Um, we're also, more importantly, we're also very big Prince fans, both yep. of us. So <laughs> that in common. But yeah, Richard's been running his digital marketing agencies for uh, around about 10 years now, but has actually been running his own businesses for over 20 years. And recently, at the turn of the year, he took the very bold move of relocating his businesses into the centre of Lincoln, which is uh, where we are today, actually, and proved yep. to be a very good move, hasn't it, Richard? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. The team are really enjoying moving into Lincoln City and everything else as well. So welcome, Richard. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, looking forward to being grilled. And I've uh, been looking forward to this for a, for a few weeks now. He's also looking forward to it as well because he's starting his own podcast yeah. series as well. Yeah, literally, <laughs> so, yeah, literally it. as we speak. Um, the team are busy away but preparing everything for our launch. I think we're about six weeks out from, from the launch. Um, so yeah, excited to do this one, but excited to learn the skill yeah. and to, to develop that as well, yeah. Yeah, well I shall listen with interest to your new series as well. Okay, so um, you've got a, a vast amount of experience in, in leadership, Richard, and obviously one of the biggest challenges as well is how we lead ourselves and keep ourselves uh, going forward. So what would you say keeps you motivated moving forwards with your businesses, looking to grow all the time? What is it, what is it that drives you forward, Richard? I think there's a few things there. I think um, sort of keeping motivated on a daily basis is that it's the sort of daily routines that you need to focus on. But I think when you look further afield and look at the, you've really got to enjoy what you do. You know, I think far too often, you know, maybe on LinkedIn or on, on social media, talk people talking about, you know, doing this, not enjoying this, or whatever it may be. But I think um, you've got to enjoy what you do, and that's very much, you know, if there's something that is bothering me or there's a, there's, a, there's a challenge I think hitting it head on and enjoying what you do because there's nothing worse than obviously spending time doing things that are, are not enjoyable so I think firstly you know focus on finding something that you really enjoy which can be quite challenging I know to it's easy for you to say oh I enjoy what you do but ultimately you know if you're not enjoying what you do change something you know um, change learn a new skill you know quite often you know what I'm doing now is not what I started out to do and I sort of fell into it or fell in love with it should I say um, so I think um, you know, you've got to love what you do it's not not as straightforward to find that but you know things change you know as you're working with or in a business or you're working on a project and you go that that bit of that project or that specific thing that, that I did it was maybe just a slither of the the whole I really enjoyed that and then you start learning it you start you know it's very easy obviously just to google things and to to go on Amazon and spend 30 pounds on a handful of books and learn anything and, and you know have a inquis you know inquire inquisitive mind to to really sort of focus on that thing so I think um, push me forward um, you've got to love what you do but then I think it's then within what you're doing it's the people that you're involved with for me is the key thing so you know you've got to be working on projects that you really enjoy the people that you're working with on the projects you know are making a difference um, 
you know, for their businesses or for my, um, for my business as well, yeah. I mean, just picking up on that, because I say that, obviously, I've known you for, for a long time now, Richard, and one of the things I see in you, you mentioned being inquisitive. You're always investing in yourself, mm-hmm. reading books. The first thing when I walked in today, Richard thrust <laughs> a book into my hand and said, <laughs> you need to read this book. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's always reading books, but you're always... Uh, on training courses looking at yep. new products to yep. improve what you do here I mean you invest an enormous amount in, in new products to support yeah. what you do for your clients it's quite amazing well. actually because um, I just come out of a um, obviously the, the new year and whatnot, and uh, we go we always spend the new year with our best friends and um, the, the husband and wife very good friends of ours and the chap um, you know whenever I'm you know a new book might arrive when he's in my house oh, you've got another book what you got another book for you can't have read all those books yet da, 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 da. you've got all those books you never read them all and all this sort of thing and he, he gives me quite a bit of chip about it to be fair and I'm like yeah whatever 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 you know and I'm just you know I do we you know I think like a lot of people I do buy a lot of books and to be fair I don't read them all I don't read you know, I could I'm probably take I could probably pull 50 books out at home but I've not read them all I've read bits and you know I'm probably reading about four books at the moment will I read them all maybe not but I'll t- you know I'll skim them and it's got quite a lot on audio as well, but then you know, he's always giving me jip. And then we're at his ha- we're at his house for a few days, and um, but then the next thing I know, his wife's you know obviously asking me. She says she's setting up a new business, and she's obviously gr- she's grilling me about this, this, and that to help her. And she's like, "How do you know all this stuff?" You know, and, she's, and I'm like, "Well, I don't know. It's just what I do." And to be honest, just reading the books. And he's like, "Oh right, you know." He, he, he's, he's sat there like, oh, "Okay then." <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. think I think you're right. Um, I. I tend to complete most of the books I start. I certainly don't yeah. read all the books I buy, but but sometimes you can just capture something from a book. If you get one or two nuggets from a yeah. book or yeah. a course, that's enough sometimes, isn't it? And it is. I think it's you know layering in. You, you'll find something in one book or learn something on one course, but then you just you just turn it slightly, like five degree, ten degree, and you know and take that idea and just spin it slightly with something you learn from another course, book, etc. You know, and you can put your own spin on things. You know, you don't have to go, you know, completely rigid with the idea. You know, change change things around slightly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and I think um, I know you feel the same, Richard. It gives you some. Ins- we were talking about what keeps you moving forward, growing. It gives you some inspiration, new ideas, yeah. and all that kind of yeah. thing all the time. It gives you new ideas. Yeah, no, brilliant. And I always see that that great passion in you for what you do, and and doing the best for your clients as well, and and getting great results for your clients. I know that's a big part of what you're about. Um, in terms of on a more on a sort of regular daily basis, what are the kind of things that you think work for you as sort of good habits that keep you sort of I guess strong from a psychological perspective, uh-huh. but keeps you more on top of your game? What uh-huh. kind of things work for you, Richard? Yeah, I think habits is the is the trick to it all. Really, um, you know, it's so easy to start the day off bad potentially, or you make that choice to. You know the one, two, three, four, five things that you do as you as you get out of bed in that first hour or two. So I think on a daily basis, I think it's so important that you start the day well. And by no means am I foolproof; that doesn't happen every day. You know, especially this time of year, the, the, the last few days, or the, from coming out of Christmas and New Year, it's naturally I found you know quite challenging to you know get out of the yeah, the, the, the ten day um, food and and um, whatnot coma, but. <laughs> You know, generally speaking, I think you know starting the starting the, the day strong for me would look like um, I always start the day with spending some time with my children. So I'm up out, you know, in the, in the house helping them get ready for school, spending you know 20 minutes with them before they go to school, um, and then 
it's about for me um i will have always have a nice drink before i you know get up so i'll have a, a glass of water and a cup of tea um which whether you think that's a good habit or a bad habit but um but then in terms of sort of work wise and sort of physical i will always try to do the night before i will plan the day ahead i'm a great believer in that you know, well. and that's a huge thing the, and when i do that and do that consistently you know my work and life and everything is you know my work-life balance and my work particularly is, is very strong so but the way i do that i use um trello trello boards and, and nothing too um overcomplicated. i have a main board that i use and i will always try to put five quite simple things at the top of that board for the following morning so then when i sit in my computer first of all in the morning and you're thinking you know quite often you can be thinking well I've got all this stuff to do what am I going to do I know straight away the five things that I'm going to do and those five things usually are quite simple they're quite quick things a minute five minutes two minutes five minutes so within the space of eight to twenty eight twenty minutes half an hour maybe I've accomplished five things that I need to get done and then I start the day feeling good um, and then I know that when I return to work because then what I quite often do we'll go to the gym um, about eight o'clock in the morning so I sort my children out, and then I'll do a little bit of work, half an hour, check the emails, um, which I do in the morning, you know, respond to anything that I can that can be quick, um, set some of the team up, send some of the emails to the team and to our partners for the, for the workflow and the various projects we might be working on, do the five tasks. Then it's very much, I'm some time for myself, sort of maybe three to four days in the, in the perfect week, you know, I'll go to the gym. Um, again, I have to be honest, that doesn't happen every week, you know, that's uh, especially with, uh, the, pre-Christmas we moved into the new offices and I really did feel the fact that I did get out of that habit those habits and those routines but I had to be in 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 the offices you know the new offices moving but I had I know I I substituted those with some different routines I did go to the gym but not as regular and consistent as as I normally do so then I quite often will go to the gym three four days a week bit of a mixed um, mixed workout there quite often I'll go with a couple of friends um, you know, mix mix that up sort of thing. A couple of different chaps that I go to the gym with, you know, and um, spend some time with them as well. You know, and they most of my friends um, own businesses, so we have a lot. We have a lot in common. So we generally, you know, although we're training, we are quite often discussing naturally projects, ideas, a bit of business people. stuff going on as well. Yeah, it's a bit of a mixture. Then we do always spend some time with sauna and steam and whatnot. Again, so I I try to spend sort of an hour and a half doing that. Um, and then that takes me to about half nine. Um, I won't go through the whole day. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and then it's um, usually a quick breakfast, and then I'm into the office. So most of my days start off like that, where I will I will actually not get to my office till about half past nine, ten o'clock. Um, and then my day then really is um, about spending initially some time with the team, um, and then working through you know the the, the day's work really. But um, I think um, I would say. Starting the day off well is the best best advice I would yeah, give. That's, you know, yeah, that's I think, great. I think the days that I don't organise or plan that day, the next day, sorry, before the, before the day's here, you know, and you're not quite sure what's going on, you know, and you might get out of bed, you know, oh, you know, what am I doing today? You know, then you might lose that hour, and then you can brain can play tricks on you, and you think, oh God, what's going on today? And so, just starting the day well, first of all, for me, and then taking some breaks during the day. You know, I think, um, you know. We're, we, we're in a very, I'll say intense, but a very busy environment. You know, we can be working on literally uh, over 100 projects at any one time as a team, not me personally, but as a team. Um, you know, and I'm involved with a lot of that, a lot of those, and a lot of obviously side projects and things that we're working on. So it's just good to have those breaks. 
which I have to always give myself a little nudge quite often, you know. So I usually go for a walk. It's another good habit, I think. Um, I would recommend, you know, getting out there, getting some fresh air. Again, quite simple, but I think nothing better, I think, than um, a bit of nature <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a walk around and, you know. A bit of sun and fresh few, air. Few different walks and, you know, I've, I've um, experimented with the different, um, what do you call it, the, um, the different... Um, trackers watches and whatnot for paces you know for tracking your steps that's the yeah thing. yeah tracking your steps but i don't do that anymore i just you know, make sure i have 20 minutes um you know have a bit of fresh air and get out and that really does reset me and it's a good thing to to do yeah yeah it's good and um again that that whole idea of having a good foundation to start the day and it's it's sometimes as you said i know it was incredibly hectic when you were moving offices back in last year and maybe lost your way a little bit with that but what you do well is get yourself back onto that foundation piece isn't it mm, you know mm. things can lose their, their way a little bit at times but i guess for you you probably have your best days when you've started them well when 100%, the foundations 100%, yeah, 100%, when the foundation. it's about that start and then i think it is also about having a few tricks in your toolbox for when maybe maybe you didn't get the start so the habits that you might not have done in the morning or you, something does go wrong during that day or some challenge some situation happens it's having a having something to draw down on that you can use so you know so for example you know you might be having a you might have a challenging meeting that th- might have thrown you out or, yeah. sort of, or challenging you know some, some challenging work that you've got to do go for a walk sounds sounds daft but literally and that's very much what i do you know go just right I'm just nipping out I'll say to the team I'm just nipping out for a bit and I'm actually not got a meter around here I'm just going to nip out and I've got no agenda other than go for, a, go for a little bit of fresh air come back in recharge refresh reset come back yeah. chance to clear your mind a bit almost yeah, as yeah. well yeah very simple but you know I'm a massive fan of nature we spend a lot of time you know with, as a family sort of that's our thing as a family out and about in you know the woods and you know well you're up in the lake, lakes for new year yeah you? we did lake we did the lakes for a few days over the new year yeah and very much you know that's sort of very much my sort of side thing i would say you know my hobby has just been outside and being yeah, yeah. Children no, and whatnot. but yeah during the working day you know great habit just get outside for 10 20 half an hour um you know just give a bit a little bit of a refresh you know i think um Nowadays we're just so connected, aren't we? You know, your, your iPads, your, your mobiles, your desktop, and so on. It's just permanent. You know, we've all got these. Me and my wife are looking at the apps that you have on your phones that say how many hours you've been on this, that, and the other, and how long you've spent on these. It's just like, oh my god! You know, I think I opened my um, unlock screen the other day when I looked at it like ninety six times and unlocked my phone in a day. And I think, is how is that possible? Yeah. Um, so you know go for the walk leave the phone in the car you know when we go caravanning we've got we've got a caravan and um i make a point of trying to pick campsites where it is literally wood woodland where i know the phone signal is going to be poor now okay. that's what i'm getting used to to be fair <laughs> richard you surprised me i know i know when we first went it was like oh where's the reception whereas now i actually look forward to just i get there i will just sort of deal with what needs to be sorted on the emails and whatnot and then i will just put the phone in the caravan and we'll go out for the day come back yeah i will maybe check it you know but i might be six eight hours out for the day or 10 hours out for the day no phone not every single day but a lot of days i will do that and the difference that makes again is like a it's a bit of a different habit but you know just having that bit of time to disconnect from the technology and that's a good what that's what i get when i go in the gym as well amount of people i see in the gym taking the selfies and spending time you know on their phones i don't take my phone in the gym you know very rare the odd time if i know it's going to be a call from a client or whatever but nine times out of ten, you will not see me in the gym with a phone. You know, I'm literally there 
focusing on the training and enjoying that that experience rather than I've just always you know always connected. So that's that's interesting because I think this this problem of being always connected is going to become worse and worse, isn't it? Yeah. You know, as time yeah, yeah, goes yeah. by, and having some strategies to actually disconnect from your devices is yeah. is important so whether as you said whether it's gym time holiday time yeah. or whatever it is it's the same though with my children you know my children my boys are 15 and 12 clearly obviously got mobiles obviously got ipads had them since you know i think they were they were late adopters i think on the mobiles some children have mobiles at six years old don't they? i think they we said you know they had the mobiles when they went to secondary schools so when they were 11 but they had iPad, ipads well before then but obviously it's just permanently that's yeah. what they know and it is quite worrying in reality you know obviously it's got a lot of upside but it is actually very worrying that that is yeah, yeah. that they spend that much time on there we do we do try to what well, we do like I say when we're out with the caravan and things like that there is no Wi-Fi we had a um, where we stayed at our friend's house in the lakes um, over Christmas um, they didn't have Wi-Fi in their house which was quite interesting so we got there they'd just moved in they'd been there about 10 days 12, 2 weeks and I knew they didn't have Wi-Fi, but we hadn't told the children when we got there. So it was like, right, okay. And they were like, we've got the Wi-Fi password. And then we all looked at each other. There isn't any, wi- <laughs> there isn't any Wi-Fi, boys. <gasps> you know, they were fine. But it was like, <gasps> you know, just what, obviously what you get used to. And that, just so to spend some time away from that, you know, absolutely. You know, says me that is a, you know, we've obviously run digital marketing agencies and, and whatnot. So very much reliant without it my current business wouldn't exist as most businesses yeah but. But, I, but I guess as you say it's just having at least some habits we're talking about habits yeah habits that keep you away or disconnect you from your devices for yeah. certain periods of time because yeah. um, the whole world isn't going to fall apart in the hour that you go to the gym no. uh, well hopefully not anyway no. um, but yeah no, so that's interesting just we, we started to talk about habits there um, what about when you get uh, challenges that come along you know, yeah. we'll have to face those in business, don't we? The loss of a client, an issue with an employee, uh, whatever it might be. Yeah. What, what, what kind of strategies do you use to keep yourself yeah. in check there? And so a few things there, really. I think, um, you know, inevitably there are challenges, you know, that's it's the reality of, of anything, isn't it, and everybody. Um, so obviously how you deal with those, and I think that's... You know, I've developed a few different real things that I draw on and pull down on. Definitely with your with with your help help over the years as well. You know, we've worked on this, but I think a few things. I think one, you know, if I go to bed two nights in a row thinking about the same thing and worrying about the same thing, or you know, really like can't sleep because I'm on something, then I need to deal with that thing. I need to sort that thing out. And if that's a if that's a member of the team, if that's a client, if that's a whatever it may be it is literally sort of head on deal with it sort it because most things most things that you you know that are challenging that are worry you potentially are not that big of a deal 99 times out of 100 but usually you can take a what is a maybe a 1 out of 10 issue and turn it into a 9 out of 10 issue when we can all do that and then especially this time of year you come back to work you know you forget what you do for a living for a day or two and then the emails start rolling and you think oh my god but the reality is you know it's not too bad so I think you know if I go to bed for a couple of nights in a row and I'm you know I'm sort of thinking about this that and the other which does happen right I need to come in I need to sort it out and usually that's a, that's a case of talking to um, I'm some of our people on our management team if it's a work related issue just to get a, a sense check on it you know talking to our you know wider support network and friends and get a sense check it and then dealing with the problem or just dealing with the problem so I think um, very much dealing with it head on 
um, because most things are not as bad as you, you know, I think that that's where we get ourselves into a big tears, big problem, big, big challenge with mental health and things like that, where I know personally over the years, definitely where, you know, you can really, you can get yourself in a real mess by just thinking, thinking, overthinking, overthinking. And I think that was another, um, a, a good book I read, um, many years ago, Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Yep. <clears throat> We're both um, fans of that book, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably about eight years ago I read it, and then probably six years ago I reread it, and I think it's probably the second book I've only ever reread. Um, but the short version is, you know, we don't live in the past, don't live in the future, live now, you know, and, and, and deal with things now because you can sit there all, all afternoon, all day, worrying about what's going to happen. But the reality is, it's not going to be that bad, is it? So just yeah. focus on the, on the now and enjoy the moment and the now and sounds a bit hairy fairy but and that's not you know I'm not I'm not you know I'm yeah I think that's a good a good way to sort of focus on any problem is to try and deal with it now and not overanalyze but again I know it's easier to say that and to, to, than to, to not do that so I think anything that's a problem deal with it head on you know and get some support get some help you know, to deal with that particular problem, you know, whether that's a friend, you know, have a bit of a network around you, which I'm quite fortunate that's, to have. Yeah, um, that's another really good point, yeah. 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 To have the uh, people you can talk to. Um, I mean, you, I know you, you have me as your coach, but you have a lot of business friends from yeah. over the years. I yeah. know you trust their judgment on Richard and stuff. Yeah. So I think you're right there. And I think also interesting listening to you there because I think that... Um, that, that thing about you know going to sleep and worrying about things, we can all be overly anxious. It's part of the human psyche to be overly anxious about things that could happen and you know worrying about things in the future. Whereas, as you say, actually, when you get on and deal with them, they weren't as bad as yeah. you were making them out to be as well. Yeah. And um, yeah. we're all very capable, everyone listening to the podcast, I'm sure is very capable of uh, taking something that's relatively small and overcooking it into something that's yeah. much bigger than that's that. That's just human, yeah, you say, it's everybody, isn't it? It's yeah. everybody. And it's it's been able to pull down and have a few things to go to, you know, when, when, when things get challenging. And like I referred to, you know, going for the walk simple little thing I pull down on if some days I'm sitting there and I'm literally staring at my screen for an hour thinking what the hell I'm like right Richard get up get out of here just go for a bit of fresh air go and get a bit of something to eat or whatever it may be get back to the office it's like a different day almost and that, that actually is a sort of a bit of a saying of mine as well which the team will hear quite a lot you know we some days are not the best days, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, and I'll say to them, yeah, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. You know, today was challenging, or this was, you know, tomorrow's a new day, and it is literally. I think it sounds daft, but it's like tomorrow's a new day. What's the worst that's going to happen? That's a really good point as well, because I think we can have a bad day, and suddenly we can make that bad day a whole world. Yeah. So, oh, mm. the month's terrible, the year's bad, or whatever, yep. but it was just a bad day, and I think that's yeah. <laughs> that's true. I don't think any of us can expect to have perfect days or good days day after day. You do have, you do have the odd bad day and the challenge to deal with. It was also, I, th I thought it was interesting, you you touched on the, the issue of mental health, which is obviously becoming a bigger and bigger issue mm. now mm. in well, business, in life in and general. Um, and I think that what, when we're talking about dealing with challenges, I think it's so important to do that and have some ways of doing that because I think that those problems can build over time and then the stress gets to a level when it starts to tip yeah. into more dangerous territory, really. And, and one of the things in particular you picked up on then was about having people to talk to and having a, a support network around you. Uh, I think that was such, a, such an important 
mm. point to make. Mm. Um, I've, I've seen business leaders over the time who've got into really difficult waters and I think maybe it's because they've internalised yeah. too much and they've not had anyone yeah. to talk to. And I think it is, it, it, it's quite challenging if you haven't got those people and then to make that first step, you know, to sort of identify, well actually it would be nice to, it would be nice to have somebody to talk to. A lot of, I guess, small business owners like myself, you know, solopreneurs and smaller business owners and MDs and whatnot, it can be more challenging. So I would say, you know, make that first step, think, well, actually, you know, who do I speak to? I don't have anybody to speak to potentially, so who could that be? You know, and then think, well, actually, get yourself a business coach. You know, that, that in itself, again, can be quite challenging, but, you know, do your homework. You know, start getting out and going to st- different events and try and find somebody that resonates with you, that seems genuine and resonates with who you are as a person and that maybe clearly got a certain skill set that you're... you're lacking or you need the help with you know I know full well that I am very good at certain things and shocking at other things so the the things I'm shocking with I have I like to think I have people that are way smarter than me um, helping me with those things or helping with those challenges or I'm literally paying them to do that job because I can't do it you know I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily that we're not so good at them I think certainly getting to know you over the years Richard I think there's certain things that you really enjoy yeah, doing yeah. Yeah. and I think the things that you're probably less interested in then mm. it's good to get some help and yeah. you've always been great in your business at outsourcing things mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. using other organisations to help and support you so all those things are good as well because going right back to the beginning when you were saying about enjoying what you do and being passionate about what you yeah. do um, I think as the head of a company it's um, you've, you've obviously got those choices to decide which aspects you focus on in your day to day bit and which parts you bring in people yeah. or you outsource and, and it's always been, it has always been my sort of to focus on the bits that I enjoy like you say the number of the things I'm bad at that I don't do it's the things that I choose not to you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to spend your time doing you know when you say about you know right, right at the beginning you know um, what pushes you forward well if you're doing things that you're not so much enjoying then yeah, uh, it's yeah. going to be more challenging to you know to um, to push forward and enjoy what you do so there's definitely things within our day to day as a business that I do not enjoy as yeah, yeah. much <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anywhere near you know uh, as I do certain elements. You yeah, know, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, get smart people in or advisors, you know, and, and, and get people to help you with that, yeah. Yeah, and no, I good. Okay, so it's been interesting listening to you talk about, I guess, yourself and mm-hmm. what keeps you moving forwards and pushing the organisation forwards. What about um, the people side of things hmm. then? How do you feel that you get the best out of your team and what, what kind of things are important in getting the best out of your people? So team-wise, I think that's quite often the the bit that a lot of people get wrong, or a lot of people, you know, it's the bit that I've spent a lot of time working on, and a lot of investing in, you know, learning and and and, and, and books and 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 spending the time because it's just so easy to just get on and, and 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 spend the time doing your thing and your work and learning your thing. But when you're running a business, you know, you're only gonna get so far as, a, as an individual, you've gotta have a team. So I think my last business, I had 40 staff. Um, this business were less than that, but my last business was 40 staff, this business is less. But ultimately, you don't get to that position or you don't hire X amount of people without investing in them, investing time in them, and, and, and them want, and creating a, an environment where they wanna be. So to do that, you know, it's got to be a nice place to work, um, and you've got to invest in them. And what I mean by that is, well, quite a few things really is, 
you know, the culture of the business, you know, when, when maybe something goes wrong or somebody, something doesn't quite go to plan, how is that dealt with internally as a company or as a leader? You know, too many, too often you hear stories of, you know, people getting screamed out and shouted out in front of their team and, you know, the reality is, you know, things will go wrong and things will need to be changed and things will need to be, you know, we're learning as we go along in various ways. You know, so how you deal with situations in front of the team is so important. But I think um, just spending time, you know, simple reply in that spending time with the people, genuinely spending time with them, enjoy hire people and work with people that you enjoy working with, simple one, not just because they have got the 15 degrees and this, that and the other, but maybe a bit of a nightmare, forget it. You know, you know, when we hire, it's completely unculture, you know, 90% unculture. You know, we know from an interview within 30 seconds normally that that person's gonna be a fit based on the way that they are as a person. You know, um, less so their CV. CV unfortunately might get them through the door more often, which is a bit of a, you know, we're we'll we'll trying to do more checks to find out if there's some quirkiness to them and their you know, culture fit. But I think spending time with the guys and, and the team, you know, and having a genuine interest in them as individuals. Um, and what we really make a point of, um, at, at our agencies, we really make a point of doing that. So we obviously, every day when I come in, most days I'll be sort of touch base with most of them that are, that are in the, the offices I'm in. Um, see how they're doing, what they're working on throughout the day. Um, you know, and spend time on, on some of the projects with them. But then out of work, um, we do have regular socials. Um, but it's not all about the socials, but you know, but that's, you know, it's obviously you want to work with people that you get on with at the end of the day. You know, we spend that much time at work. You don't want to be working with people that you don't, you don't get on with, unfortunately, you know. So, so we do spend quite a lot of time in so, on socials. And, and on socials, you really get to get a feel for what people are like as well, you know, which, which can be quite interesting, but good fun. Um, so we make a point of having a, a social. Most months we'll have some form of social, and then every three months we'll have a big social. So we'll have, um, so for example, Christmas, naturally, you know, like most companies, we'll have a, we really go to town and have a proper Christmas party. Or go to a party. So we went to a Christmas party um, at Christmas. Um, we had a um, at Lincolnshire Showground. It was fantastic. Everyone had a really nice time. Brought a lot of people you know, closer. I spent a lot of time talking to some of the team that I don't talk to as much as I'd like to in the office. You know, so I got some time with some of the some of the some of the younger guys, which was nice. Um, and then in the summer time, um, we have in Lincolnshire the Lincolnshire Show. I think it's in its hundredth and something year now. And we've for the last five years, four years, five years. We've taken the business, um, well, for the first couple, a few of us went, and then a few more of us went, and now we close now for the day, um, and we take the whole team to the Lincolnshire show, and we do the whole sort of VIP. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's lovely, yeah, just everyone gets some time to let their hair down, have some fun. No airs and graces and whatnot, everyone has some fun. Um, so I think, um, you know, spending time with the team, but I think um, it's then, there's a, obviously more to it than that so obviously they're all individuals and they've all got individual challenges they've all got individual needs requirements things that they're working towards so I think it's spending time with each individual on a bit of a formal basis to start with to understand in you know what are their aspirations what are the things that they want to achieve what are their 
yeah, personal things that they're interested in, so we can understand what they're interested in. You know, and then you know we set a um, we have a proper appraisal system, as you know, because you help us with it. Um, where you know it's not just about their sort of academic and hitting targets for passing exams and, and client revenues and things like that. It's very much about right. We'd like you know somebody, one of our team is interested in learning more about um, mental health and, and um, culture, and you know then we, as we always, you know we will buy or percent buy the books, the courses, the so investing in the team, you know, away from the, the more academic, you know, pound sign side of things. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think that's. Um yeah, definitely something I've, I've seen in you over the years. It's not all about, you know, work goals and objectives. It's about developing your people as well and understanding what's going to be beneficial for the company, but where they want to go as well. And then you do, you know, yeah. your team have qualifications, they have books, they go on training yeah. courses, they have all those kind of things. So. Yeah, I mean, we have a little internal library, but then we always, you know, every... every quite a large every, internal every, library, yeah, I'd say, we should Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have a... Um, uh, every other week I'll be like right any books you guys want any books you guys want and I, I think I said the other day it doesn't matter what it is it can be on knit work, knit, knit, knitting or whatever you want so <laughs> I think you know sort of, we have a budget for books it's, it's a funny one books because I have to admit you know as a growing up as a um, at school I wasn't academic at all um, oh I'm not allowed to say academic now but books I wasn't a reader should I say and then I sort of I then went to university I wasn't a reader then either and then I left university, set up my own business, you know, literally out of uni, and started reading. And then it's just, you know, I'm always looking at something. It's weird how I think when you, I think as a, quite often, you can get put off reading as a child. I know I did, you know, it sort of wasn't, it was, oh God. Whereas now as an adult, you know, I can sort of, uh, you can spend 50 grand going to university, or you can spend 300 pounds probably on 25 books that will absolutely change your life. It's true. Yeah, it's very <laughs> true. Isn't it? You know, and I think, you know, and it is about 50K, you know, yeah, we have a lot of graduate, you know, we have a lot of, we have graduate tracks here and whatnot and I know that, you know, it seems to be quite normal is a 50K, well, that's the debt, that's not just the cost, you know. Yeah. When I think about some of the books I know that I would recommend and whatnot, and I think, God, that book would change, you know, it's like, oh. Yeah. No, it's very true. I mean, you mentioned um, Power of Now earlier. Yep. I mean, New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Yep. I, I read it. it was like a life changer yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. And I studied psychology up to master's level. Um, if I'm really honest, hmm. um, I probably got more from maybe about a handful of 20, as you were yeah, saying, like 20 books yeah, yeah, than yeah. I got from my psychological studies, really. Slight you edge. Know. Slight edge. Jeff Olson. That's one of my favourite ones. Yeah, maybe well. you like that book as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that's great. I mean, the other thing I see in you with your people is, um, and I'm sure they would say this as well, Richard, I, I think that you, you show you care, you appreciate them. Mm. I mean, it was great. I, I looked at LinkedIn on Friday, um, and that was January the 3rd, 2020, yes. if anyone's listening to this podcast in the future. So it was the start of the year. But there was Richard taking his team out to the Cozy Club in Lincoln for breakfast. <laughs> so he sat down with them all. Yeah. And um, yeah. I know just nattering to a couple of the team, I'm sure they appreciated that. So yeah, it's I wanted doing to, something nice yeah. for them, you know. Just a welcome back. You know, I knew everybody, we, we close at Christmas, so everyone had been off for 10, 12 days, some of the guys. So everyone back together for the first day. I thought, right, out of the office. I actually didn't I didn't tell them all. And I only told a couple of them pre-Christmas that we were going to do something. And then that morning, I was it another night before, I emailed them all and said, hi team, happy, happy, happy new year. Um, can you all be at 
outside um, 200 degree coffee at 5 to 10 in the morning and I was oh what's this what's this about what's this about you know they, did they didn't know so then I went and met them outside and then we just walked just like for 20 yards away and we walked straight in and we, we started the new year with a, a mini social we had a nice breakfast and it was great yeah. yeah, so I think that um, showing you care about your people, not, not only just in terms of investing in their development, but just, uh, I mean, I think you guys had two different Christmas parties, didn't you, at the end of the we year? We did, yeah. <laughs> we had one, one with the, build, the new offices that were in. We had an office one, because um, there's other businesses in the building, in the, in the Mosaic in Lincoln. Um, so we had one there. Um, that was two weeks before. And then we had our one. Um, which was the Friday before Christmas, yeah. And then a nice breakfast to start the year off <laughs> as well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think it is that. You've, you've, you've come up with some real great things, I think, um, a good takeaways for anybody. I think it is about having time with your people. It is about recruiting the right people, the people that are right for your organisation. That I know you've got your values plastered across the wall yep. in the main office, and yep. it is bringing in people that are more in keeping with your values. Uh, I think it is taking the time with them not just having time with them on a more ad hoc basis but as you say uh, going through appraisals I, I help you with that but you do that every three months Richard mm -hmm. and you've mm -hmm. invested in that for a long time you put your time into yeah. that and then it's doing um, nice things for your people as well you know I know you look after your people well and um, it was a big move for everyone you, when you moved to Lincoln and you did your best to smooth that yeah. over for them and yeah. I know that you always show how much you appreciate them and, and what have you which is so important it's those small things with people sometimes isn't it as well as all of the big things yeah. about career paths it's just showing you're interested in them and taking a little bit of time to do the personal yeah. things really yeah I think um, yeah good little point there I think um, you know, people may come into a business to do X, Y, Z. But if you spend the time with them and really sort of get a feel for what they're really like and what they're really into and follow that their passion, to a degree, obviously they've got some, yeah, yeah. some work has to be done. Yeah. You know, a few times we've taken people on for one track um, and then they've gone on to completely flip from one side of the business to another and, and absolutely flourished. Whereas we could have continued down that track if we hadn't spent time with them and, and you know, and. and and looked at other areas and see where their real flair and passion and, and whatnot is. So I think it's just having your, your ears and eyes open so you, yeah. you see what's going on around you. Um, it's just so easy to um, you know focus on the financial side in a business rather than you know when you're trying to scale something and you've got people around you. You know, you've got to spend some time with them and understand what's going on. You need the people to scale the business, mm -hmm. don't you? I know. And it, your business has been growing well, um, and I think you know the importance of having people in the business you can trust and, and mm -hmm. uh, whatever to help you build that. And um, and also I think you, like you were saying there, Richard, about being flexible and. Um, Understanding, you may have a quality person you bought in a particular role, but actually they may be more suited to another slightly different path. And I know you've always been uh, as flexible as you can be with that to uh, to allow people to go on a slightly different path through that as well. So yeah, it's been um, fascinating. Uh, obviously, you and I know each other very well, but I picked up some things about you today that maybe I didn't know. But uh, yeah, but I think interested to hear about your own personal journey that you take on a day-to-day -day basis but then the challenges of leading two digital marketing agencies and bringing in people into your business and getting the best out of your people are some really fascinating insights that I think anyone could take away but to, to finish we uh, as I said you actually are uh, MD of two digital marketing agencies so for businesses that are looking 
to achieve much more in the online space um, and you know including e-commerce businesses as well and what have you how can people get a take more of a taste of what SEO traffic lab do and ecom one and you know what kind of things are you up to sure. at the minute that be worth people knowing about so SEO traffic lab.com is um is our um, B2B agency um, been established for just over 10 years now and the focus there is really generating leads and phone calls and form fills for businesses so that business business works with solicitors accountants um, professional services businesses that are looking for new new business um, but we do things a little bit different, I think, where um, it's all right getting eyeballs on a website, driving new, new visitors via SEO and PPC. But ultimately, once you've got those visitors to the site, you really do need those phone calls and those captures. So we have what we refer to as our MarTech stack, so a marketing tech um, that we implement on the websites um, that will help to um, squeeze more leads out of the website. So typically what we find is you know, most of our clients are already investing in SEO and PPC but it's maybe a little bit old school and maybe not using a lot more technology, automations, scripts. You know, for example, you know, it's, it's relatively straightforward to set up a PPC campaign and be running AdWords, AdWords, but having sophisticated scripts running that might make a thousand changes a day and then using our time more uh, strategically to actually look at the account, liaise with the business, spend more, more time with the business owner to find out more about the business and maybe find that little gem of an area that we can focus on than spending a lot of time in the mundane and the day-to-day of, of, of managing accounts. So we spent a lot of time building out um, our sort of techn- technology. Um, that's SEO Traffic Lab. And we, um, as you said, we've b- moved both businesses to Central Lincoln and we've just launched a um, series of events. And every month we're gonna be um, running what we call Lab Live. And we're calling it Lab Live Afternoon Tea. So at the end of every month, I say every month, it might not be every month, so keep an eye on our events calendar, which is on um, seotrafficlab.com forward slash events. Um, and we have one on the, I guess, well, the next, every month. Um, and that's an afternoon of sort of a taster of SEO and PPC and what we do here at SEO Traffic Lab. Um, and then on the other side, we have Ecom One, which is, it does a similar thing in that it's a digital marketing agency, but it works for a very different, works with and for very different businesses. And that is e-commerce businesses. Very much something that's sort of in my blood for 20 years now. I ran e-com stores when I first, soon after I left uni, just over 20, golly, um, 20 <laughs> something years ago. Um, so that's something I've always had a passion for, e-commerce. Um, and a year ago, we split the agency into two. So we have SEO Traffic Lab and Ecom One. So Ecom One only works with e-commerce stores, companies that are maybe working on Magento, Shopify. And that's very much focused on getting sales and getting return um, from ad spend if it's a paid ad, ad campaign and, and getting a certain level of turnover you know so we're very we're very sort of obsessive around facts and figures and numbers and data you know bottom line is somebody spends whatever it may be on paid ads and whatever it may be on our fees when the, when the tide goes out there's got to be a return you know you know not the fluff but the return so I'm over, the, the agency is very much focused on data so you know, if you're selling a thousand SKUs of products, whatever that may be, we sell things from furniture to clothes to jewelry. Um, you've got a thousand SKUs to deal with. We deal with that in that we use a lot of technology, technology and automation to be able to do a lot of routines with a thousand products or tens of thousands of products, which you just couldn't do uh, manually. Um, and then that, again, that gives us the time to then spend the time with the client, understand the industry more and go deeper. But ultimately it's about getting the return. And then there's four core areas within that really. Google shopping, which is the, the um, image ads that you see at the top of Google. Google search ads, which are the text ads. 
Um, Facebook ads, with a big focus on DPAs, dynamic product ads, and then of course SEO, which is sort of um, where we started back in sort of um, what was coming up to what just over ten years ago. Yep. Yeah, because you celebrate your anniversary back in the year, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, so that's great. I think that people um, can go to the the websites to find out more, SEOtrafficLove.com, then you've got the Ecom One site. And also you mentioned Lab Live. And I know people may be listening to this podcast at different times, but the next one is January the 30th, 2020. Yes. But as you say, probably better just to go yeah. to the events page of seotrafficlab.com yeah. to find out when the next lab lies running. Because I think that, that for anyone who's interested in engaging you to help them, that's probably a really good starting point. I think you'd it? say, I think quite often as a business owner, it's very easy just to, you know, you, you sit there and there's a lot of things that you're going to do and you're, you're going to learn and this, that, and that. But I think there's nothing better than getting out of the business for a day or an afternoon, whether it's to our event or any event, you know, that's got a that's that's going to pique your interest. It's going to help in an area in your business. But just you know, our events are very much geared that we to, to get you out of your business for that half day. You know, there's, there's other events that we do, but that particular one, get you out of your business for half a day, and we're very much they're very personable and personal um, events where we we really dive into the people, the, the people's businesses that are in the event at the event, you know, we'll look at their websites, we'll look at their lead gen, we'll look at what they're doing, where they want to be, what their sort of aspirations are. And in that afternoon, you know, we'll, we'll directly talk to each member as a group, you know, and, and get, it's a real valuable day, yeah. It's good fun, it's yeah. really good fun as well, yeah. Yeah, they no, superb. So um, people can definitely check that out uh, if they're looking to get some help from you on either side of the business. All right, and Richard, well, big thank you for joining us on Leadership Mindset today and um, also look forward very much to the launch of your podcast in the next few weeks so thank you very much thanks tony thank you if you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts